Hey ladies, I'm Tori and I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we talk about motherhood and um, wifehood. And as Wendy has coined all the hoods, (laughs) one honest conversation at a time. Uh, It is hosted by myself, Tori Oglesby, and the beautiful Wendy. Wendy, say your last name. Alsame, Wendy Alsame. I've never said it like that. Really? How would you pronounce it? I think I say Alkine. Yeah, you're not the only one. It's because the silent E makes you feel as if the I should say its name. All those those English rules, right? (laughs) They mean nothing when you're speaking in French, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's Creole. Wait, Creole. It's it. Well, there's different types of Creole, you know, like there's Haitian Creole and there's like that's true. New Orleans Creole. So Creole is oh, just wait, like, so they're different. The, yeah, the, it's different. I didn't know that. That's amazing. yeah, it's just like a hodgepodge of different languages. Say welcome to the fruitful vine in Creole. Really? You just gonna yes. put me on the spot like that? Yep, just, just action. Throw, just 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 throw. I I can't, you know why? Yes, you can. <laughs> Y'all, I've heard her speak it. It's really beautiful, but it also sounds like no matter what she says, she's angry because it's mad very, aggressive. It's mad aggressive. Yes. So say the fruitful vine in an aggressive way. I don't think what, what, it does it not you say the fruit. There is no that's a name. Like the name is gonna be the same no matter what. Oh yeah, it's a name. Yeah, the name is going to be the same no matter what. Fruitful vine. How would you say? So can you say vine? an honest? Hold on, let me ask my mama. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask my mom. Call her mama. Call my mom. Call my mom. That's a good question because the thing about Crail is that it doesn't have like direct translation. Like it doesn't have like um. Well, it does some words like sit. You'll say she thought like that kind of stuff, but. Every, a lot of things are like implied. Um, mom, how do you say fruitful in um, Creole? That doesn't have a word, right? Yeah, that's not a word. So how would you say like an honest conversation? Because like now she's like saying, okay, bear a lot of fruit. Like, how would you say that? Ooh. So how would you say an honest conversation? Because I can't even think of a word for honest. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Tells you the cultures. <laughs> all right. All right. Call me back. Honest and fruitful. Verite. Conversation. Conversation. So like fruitful, you would translate it to like a plant that bears a lot of fruit. Honest. There is no honest. There's more like verite, which means truth. Okay. Right. And then conversation would is like not palé. So that means we are talking. So there's no like direct you know what I mean? Like direct translation like that. Um, wow. It's a very interesting, ling- linguistically, it's a very interesting thing when you think about Creole. And you'll pull a lot of like Spanish words. And like, for example, sit down, like I was saying, is chita, which sounds like siéntate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll pull a lot of Spanish, you'll pull a lot of French, a lot of French, and then you mush it all up together and give it the basic of basics in Haitian Creole. There you go. Is it, 
Is it equivalent to like the Hawaiian pigeon? Have you heard Hawaiian pigeon? I haven't. It's more like a dialect, I would say. But yes, but they can have a whole conversation and nobody really knows what they're saying except them. Yes. (laughs) And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I'd agree. I'd Um, agree. But it's also like a very dying language, which is really sad. Really. Well, yeah, that's why when I hear you speak it, I'm like, ooh, it's so beautiful. It is aggressive, but it's really nice to hear. All right, ladies. So welcome to next time I say, (laughs) I'm gonna call my mama. Just be like, no, Wendy, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We just gonna move on. All right. Should we just redo it? (laughs) (laughs) What is the point? We know all this is going to be in there, regardless of whether or not we redo it or not. That's very true. That's very true. And moving on to how do you been, girl? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Been doing. You know what? I'm hanging in there. I am discovering a lot of things about myself. Um, Wendy, same. It's kind of overwhelming, isn't it? Yes. 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 Like kill like just just I mean these past couple of weeks have been very like intense very intense um and it's a lot of things I don't like if I'm gonna be honest so so it's a lot of um what we're gonna be talking about a lot of that development so well and what we're gonna be talking about I feel like it was dropped upon my spirit because of that, because I was starting to realize a lot about myself and a lot about others that I'm just like, huh, all of this is because we're lacking that, you know? Exactly. But also, uh, let's kind of, we're going to segue into what are you thinking? Because, well, I'll pause it for Sam to do the cute little thingy that he does with what are you thinking? (laughs) What you thinking? What am I thinking? So I have been thinking a lot about how it's really important to not take things personal. It's also very hard to not take things personal. And when you were talking about like you've been discovering a lot about yourself, that is something I've been discovering about myself is that I just tend to take it all a little too personal. I don't think that's a place where God wants any of his children. He doesn't want his daughters to be in a place where everything is like, oh. <gasps> me like, oh my gosh, why did this person say that? Or why didn't they do this? Or why didn't like, why don't they notice me? And for me, it's not so much like when I say this, please know I'm saying it in the context of my real life. So like whether my sister say something that might've offended me or whether um, like real life people, not internet people, I don't really care if I'm included in the internet world, but real life people, people that matter to me, I can take their words and actions a little too personal. And so that's something that I've been thinking about. Like, why do we do that? Why do we personalize everything? Like you, why, or for example, uh, one of my kids is dealing with some bullies and we automatically think that what the bully says is a personal direct hit on us, but really it's a direct hit on them. Like, But but we let these words of people and actions of people who are, let's be honest, hurting people affect us. And I just 
I've been, I've been thinking about that, contemplating that. What you've been thinking about, Wendy? Well, I have been thinking that like life is just a refining process that like once you think you've mastered it, girl, you ain't mastered nothing. There is another layer. There is another, another unexpected depth to it that you didn't even realize. Like I would consider myself a very calm, patient, mm, heavenly sent angel when it comes to um, child rearing. And wow, I have been graded lately, like just like tested, just like, whoa, you've got some underlying anger issues, man, that you need to work through. Like you ain't even know you was angry. Now you know you're angry. And like, I can't not see it. So that's just is like what I'm marinating in in my head is just like the work that I need and the steps that I need to be where I want to be, I'm not there. Part of that is comforting, right? I don't think we should ever arrive. I think once we arrive and once we are there, we were one lying to ourselves <laughs> because oh, we're, those it, lies are so sweet, Tori. So, so sweet. sweet. <laughs> and, it, it, and, and they're dressed up and it's really easy to believe a lie, right? Lies yeah. are easier to swallow, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of work to do in every way. And again, it's humbling, but it's also daunting and scary. Yep. And so that brings me to my consumption munchin. Now, Tori, what are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption munchin. Okay, ladies, so this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. It is time for Consumption Munchin. That's (laughs) right. Yes. So I have been consuming Family Driven Faith by, and I'm going to mess up his last name, Vodi Bakum, Vodi, Vodi Bakham, Vodi Bakham Jr. I think it's Bakham. Vodi Bakham Jr. I'll link it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll also, um, we're going to get better. Well, and I am bringing this on Wendy, but we'll post the consumption munchin on our Instagram stories the Wednesday that this episode airs. Yes, for sure. 100%. And I love this, guys. This book, it is called The Family Driven Faith, Doing What It Takes to Raise Sons and Daughters Who Walk with God. We we just been going through it. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm dealing with a lot of just stuff guys like I'm so used to babies and toddlers that transitioning into that like I'm about to hit puberty but I'm not there yet like watch out I'm coming I'm just not ready like I'm not ready to get to the heart not only that but there's a certain way that God intended for family to be structured there's a certain way that God intended for family to be done that not being raised that way, not, I'm learning everything 
from here from scratch. You know what I mean? I'm learning everything right now on how to do it. And there's a grace to that, but I want to be as knowledgeable as humanly possible. He's just amazing. He is a pastor. He's a professor. He, how do I say this? He's very bold in his writing. He's very no excuses. He, if that's what the Bible says, that's what the Bible says type of thing. And there's no wash. It's not washed out. And so I love that about him. I love even more so the audiobook. Oh my gosh, the man who reads the audiobook. And I should have had his name here um, because it tells you at the beginning of the audiobook. He is, his voice is just so powerful. The reading is just so like, ooh, captivating that it's like, it's such an easy listen. Um, but I do have the physical book as well. Cause you know, I got a highlight girl and write in the margins. Um, <laughs> always, <laughs> always, but it is a must read in my opinion. There's a lot of worldly worldviews out there. And if you're looking for more of a Christian worldview with how the family is supposed to run, I would definitely recommend picking up this book. I was actually talking to my therapist about this, which was crazy because then literally the next day you sent me the book. But I was talking to my therapist how our generation, each generation tries to do the best they can Mm -hmm. with what they were given. However, we're not given, we're never given everything we need. So then we end up trying to piece the puzzle together with missing pieces. And it's hard when, like you said, coming from something, you didn't come from that model. Mm -hmm. So trying to build that model up yourself is hard. You're working, you're, you're working with material that you don't have. And so you have to create that material. You have to create that foundation. It's scary and it's overwhelming. And we're all just trying to do the best we can. I I was talking to my therapist about this regarding um, sibling relationship, but um, I just find it as scary as I find that trying to build a foundation that I wasn't given. I find it equally, if not more comforting that the Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher yeah, and the pockets that we miss as parents or the pockets that we missed as daughters the Holy Spirit fills all of it. And as a homeschooling mom, that is my number one prayer. Like, who Jesus, anything that I miss in my kids, please, Holy Spirit, come in and be their ultimate teacher. And so, yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't started that book yet, but it is thanks to you for gifting it to me. It's in my audible and I can't wait because I do. It's hard, ma'am, when you're, you're really trying to do right by your kids and by God, but you're working <laughs> with like a fraction of what you need. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you got a fraction. Mm. A lot of the times, Mm. like, I mean, I was raised by a single mom, you know, she there, it's just tough. You know, like you said, thank God for God, man. (laughs) Like, Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God. God, We want to thank you you for you, man. You the real MVP. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this perfectly segues. Our segues are on top 
not what? today. What this segues into our topic and what we're talking about, and this is going to be our first series on the fruitful vine. Um, we are discussing the fruits of the spirit. Why this was put on our hearts is number one, we're the fruitful the fruits vine. Of the, <laughs> hello. How can we be the fruitful vine if we do not have the fruits of the spirit? <laughs> um, so that and two, the fruits of the spirit, simply put, means the Holy Spirit is in the presence, right? It means the Holy Spirit is in the essence of, of the fruit. So if we're the fruit, if our children are the fruit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit should be abounding in us and in them. And yet, in our culture today, in our homes today, in ourselves, I realize that that is the number one thing that is missing. I'm just going to read this real quick, literally from Wikipedia. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is a biblical term that sums up nine attributes of a person or community living in according with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it's in uh, Galatians. I believe it's Galatians five. five okay. Galatians five. Uh, five, 22 through 23. And, uh, we're just going to do like two of them a week. Yeah. Wendy. I, yep. We're going to do two, yeah, and we're- two of them a week. Um, and honestly, some might need their own week. So just bear with us. We want to give it the breathing room that it needs because Lord knows we don't, we, I mean, which one you got all together. Cause I don't kind of, <laughs> Literally, I'm looking at them and I'm like, huh, is the Holy Spirit in my life? <laughs> so um, just bear with uh, we're us. All just- we're, we're planning on doing two a week, but I mean, it, some may require their own re- week. Give me one second. I'm going to go ahead and just read the verse just so that we can know, you know, what our foundation is. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. All right. So let's start with love and joy. And even this, like you have to frame love. All of this has to be framed in the one truth. And I know we live in a society that likes to pretend like there's a million different truths. There is your story. There is your testimony, but there is not your truth. I just want to put that out there. Well, Tori, I say before we even begin, I say we just talk about the premise of the fruits of the spirit in general, the overarching theme. Because one thing that I've realized about the fruit of the spirit is that they all meet each other. You understand what I'm saying? Like one doesn't stand apart from the other. It's not like, okay, I got love, but I really don't got that self-control. Like, no, because if you're showing a lack of self-control, you're also showing a lack of love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it, I, I think that that should be stated that like they lean on one another. They depend on one another. It's very much a um, cohesive type thing. I think you can well, say it- fruit of the spirit and carry it in one basket, you know? Absolutely. Um, And it's kind of like in the Bible where he talks about like the body, like the body of Christ. uh, And he he refers it to the actual human body. Like we need a hand as much as we need a foot. And yeah, and it is one cohesive 
piece. And if you think about like a fruitful vine, let's take our title. Um, if I have a grape vine, what do I have on that grape vine? I have grapes. I don't have mm-hmm. strawberries. I don't have, you know, if I have a rose bush and a rose vine growing up a fence, what do I have? I have roses, right? It's not, it's all cohesive and there's unity. So I do think, I, I think Wendy's right. We need to understand that it's not like you have three fourths of love and then <laughs> one fourth of uh, joy and then all the other ones are non-existent. And then um, the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. In that book that I was reading, one of the things that he um, talks about, well, no, that's not true. That was a speech that I was listening to by him, um, a preached preaching thing that I was listening to by him. And it's based off of his book, I believe, where he says that what he must be to marry my daughter. He's got a book that's entitled that, what he must be to marry my daughter. So good. So good. Sounds amazing. And so one of the things that he was saying is that he must show the fruits of the spirit. And um, I just thought to myself, yo, that's not what I was looking for when I was getting married. What's your credit score, sir? (laughs) What? I'm like, I wasn't even looking for that. And it's just how, if we are not intentional about this thing called the fruits of the spirit, just the fact that if we are intentional about it, if we are aware of what it is, we can not only identify it in ourselves, but we can identify it in other people. And we can use it as a tool to be able to be like, oh, no, see, I can't get into bed with that person because their fruit is not good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's kind of your first, you know, there's uh, gifts of the spirit. Um, Some people have discernment, some people not. All Christians should use and ought to use the fruit of the spirit to discern what is of the spirit. Um, So not only should these things be growing in us, but they should be a signal to us. Like if we're in good company, like this is beautiful fruit because I see that, yeah, this person's not perfect, but the fruit of her life, I see the love. I see the gentleness, you know, I see the joy. I see the patience. And so they, they absolutely, I mean, never would, never have I heard it word like that. Like what the man must have in order to marry my daughter. But wow, talk about a powerful and simple, like if you don't have the fruits of the spirit, you, 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 like it just don't it just don't even make and that's just the bare minimum anyways that's just a whole nother whole nother podcast that girl you gotta read that book but <laughs> I, i'm going to literally as soon as we're done <laughs> but i say all that to say that a lot of the times we don't even consider these things Tori. we don't even think about these things like we just like but he funny though but she's mm. funny or she mm. she um she, 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 she paid a bill, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the situation is, we mm-hmm. tend to not look at people's character. And the other thing that we got to understand is we don't always show the fruits of the spirit either. Mm. But as Christians, we should be convicted. Our hearts should be, it should be something that you struggle with. And I'm not saying that if you lie or if you're not patient, Or if you're not gentle, that you're not a Christian. But if you are not those things and you cool with it, then you should really self-evaluate. 
You know what I mean? Like a lot. Absolutely. A lot of the times you see Christians claiming to be Christians, but they're very short tempered or they're just they do just mean things like and just especially on the Internet. Y'all out here claiming to be Christians out here attacking people and looking like you have to understand that, like you're not showing the fruits of the spirit and it should bother your spirit, because if it doesn't, I would reevaluate that. I would really have a powwow with God and be like, yo, where where am I at? What's going on? Because that's what I personally do when I realize I'm not being gentle enough, when I realize I am being selfish or angry or those types of different things, I go to God and I'm like, yo, God, change my heart. Um, And I think that it's very important that we are out here self-evaluating before we start criticizing other people. Preach. So, and here's where that comes in. We're all saved. You know, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved by the Spirit. Now you have to walk by the Spirit. And that is where, that's where the rubber meets the road. That is, I don't, I'm glad that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but the world's only going to know that if you're walking by the Spirit. Um, and fruit. Exactly. We'll and that. Mm-hmm. And that is the, so in the Bible, in Galatians five, the chapter that the fruits of the spirit are under, or the heading is life by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it talks about you, my brothers and sisters were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, rather serve one another humbly and love. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's stop there real quick. Right? So if we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, right? Of, of the spiritual world. That means the fruit of the spirit literally happens in our spirit. It, it, it happens in our spirit. It's going to happen inside of us, in our mind. And yet those heavenly fruits, we are in charge of making those manifest in a physical way in yes. this physical world. And I think that's the hard part is it? it's like, well, I know I have love in my heart. You know, I'm not out here saying hate, hateful things, but do you have love in your actions? Do you have joy in your actions? Do you have peace in your actions? That's where the rubber meets the road. And you can talk the talk all day long, but church, when are we going to stand up and actually walk the walk? And I think that there is a lot of need for people to just do it. Guys, just do it. Don't look for an excuse. Don't just show love. Just do it. Just be patient. Just do it. Fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? If you don't feel patient, be patient. If you don't feel kind, be kind. If it kills you to be kind, just do it. If you don't feel self-controlled, be self-controlled. Just do it. I think we're too busy out here living by our emotions, not Mm. realizing that our emotions are coming from the wrong place, if you know what I mean. From your flesh, from your flesh. And They're, anything, anything, literally, I just read it. The acts of the flesh are obvious, right? Yeah. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, yep. envy, drunkenness. Like that is from your flesh. Anything from the 
from when you are not being led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit, you're, and I'm going to say what Wendy couldn't, wouldn't say (laughs) you're being led by the enemy, by the devil, period. Yeah. And I think that it's too much out here. I think we live in the world rather than living in this spiritual world. Like, I feel like we're Christians wake up, like wake up. You are being attacked every single day. You are being attacked all the time. Wake up, put on your armor and get to work. It's not easy. This is not where we're meant to be. This is not our final resting place. This is not where you go and take up a seat and pull up your armchair and pick up your feet. No, you are, you are not safe here. So stop pretending like you are. You Mm. are in the middle of a spiritual warfare every single day. Like, I think we're too comfortable. And I think what happens is we not only let get lax, get lazy, but then we teach lax and lazy to our children. And we're supposed to be raising arrows. We're supposed to be raising warriors. And how will they learn if we don't teach them? How will we be arrows and warriors if we don't take the time to be prepared? Wow. Um, yeah, I'm just letting your words sit. That was good. Also in Galatians 5:24, to go along with what Wendy was saying, after it's done naming the fruits of the spirit. It says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Mm -hmm. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Mm. You know, when he, I feel like we hear this all the time, like you crucified the flesh, but that goes back to what Wendy was saying. Crucifying the flesh in this physical world does not mean it's time to put up your feet and you're good now. <laughs> like it means you're it means like Wendy was saying, you are being attacked from every side every day and we are too comfortable here. Wendy, those were powerful words. We're too comfortable and we teach our kids to be too comfortable forgetting like Nah, this is war. Like we are in the middle of a war. And the only way we're going to survive that war is with the fruits of the spirit, with the sword of the spirit, like knowing, knowing the Bible, like front and back, knowing the word, the only thing that can fight all of this is the word of God and is the fruits of the spirit and staying prayed up. We forget staying. Yeah. And and really tapping into the Holy Spirit. We forget that when Jesus left, he said, no, 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 y'all, it's cool because the other one that's coming after me, like it's the Holy Spirit and he's going to be able to be with all of y'all all the time. Like we don't, we don't tap into that enough and that's a whole nother topic, but I'm going to leave you but guys yeah. with a question. I'm going to leave you guys with a question. When it comes to the fruits of the Spirit, when it comes to um, the importance of the fruits of the spirit. And you guys can answer us on, on Instagram underneath the post, but how important do you put it in your life? Do you think about it? Do you think about the fruits of the spirit um, when you're reacting to certain things? Do you think, uh, okay, I need to step back because I'm not displaying gentleness right now. I need to step back because I'm not displaying patience right now. And so if I'm not displaying it, it must be coming from someplace else. Do you acknowledge that or don't you? And how 
do you keep it at the forefront of your mind? Because at the end of the day, it's all talk until you unless you're actually using it. And as I opened up at the beginning, I'm telling you guys, I'm struggling right now. So how do you guys keep it actionable? Keep it something that you can actually achieve. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs>